ready to begin. What year is this? The year is 2020, and this is Beyond Sin. Hey there. Hi. Uh, we're going to do a little live show. Recording this on Wednesday, January 22, 22nd. And uh, this is Beyond Synth uh, Live, which is just basically like the same as the other show, except I have a chat window going. We have some uh, segments today. Which are technically pre-taped. Uh, as I said, we're no longer doing the high five, but Julian will be joining us for a, as of right now, nameless segment. We'll come up with a good pun, and that will be the the name of the segment, all right? But he's here. He's got five tracks for you. We've got a new segment, which we're going to be doing maybe in all episodes of Beyond Synth. It depends how many people want to get involved. And it's called Artists on Artists. And it's a very simple concept. Uh, synthwave artists uh, send in a little short recording of them, uh, introducing themselves and talking about their favorite, uh, or one of their favorite artists in and around the synthwave scene. And then they pick a song to play and so today um i think we have brandon who talks about his uh one of his favorite artists and then uh, chooses a song and uh, it's pretty much open to everybody if you're a synthwave artist and you want to do the segment you just have to let me know because i kind of want to make sure that we highlight different artists every week and so if like you know a whole bunch of people to go like, I want to do Laserhawk. I'm like, well, pick somebody else because somebody else already did that. That's the kind of thing. I'm, you know what I'm saying. Okay, so how about this? Let's uh, listen to some music and we'll uh, see what's going on in the chat. What is going on in the chat here? We got Runix. We got Gamescape. Tess Rim. Uh, hey guys, Honeybeard. Hey, Honeybeard was just on the show. And Alberto Mendoza. And Pooh in an Alleyway. Hey, guys. Uh, thanks for tuning in. I don't know why it's not sending to Facebook right now. It should, but whatever. We'll fix that later. Okay, so let's get started. And Dastron says, hey. Hey, man, I think I... I don't have one today, but I, I, I checked out your music. I think I downloaded something the other day. So, uh, look, let's listen to some cool music, all right? And we'll uh, we'll do the do. So here is a cool one. Who is this? This is the Neon Syndicate. And this is a pretty kick-ass track. It's called Midnight Drive. And uh, you're going to dig it.
was cool. <laughs> I gotta get used to doing this live. You know what? I gotta get myself a switcher with some fucking uh, levers. Or not levers. What are those things called? Lou Rinaldi's making fun of me in the chat. Levers. Why, are you one of those levers, idiots? Because right now I gotta do everything with my mouse. I have so many windows open, I can't even see what the hell I'm looking at. Looking at the chat right now. Uh, sliders, thank you, Honeybeard. Sliders, that is... Sliders! Oh, hey, let me let me know if you guys can hear this, okay? I was setting up a channel with some vocal effects. Hello! 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 Alright, can you hear the echo? Man... Doreen says Sliders has not aged well. I don't want to go all negative here, but was it ever good? I recall that show being cheesy even at the time. Wasn't it really cheesy? I mean, I did like, uh... That's about it. What was I going to say? Yeah, I've got a bunch of effects on here. What's this one? Hello. Give me two million dollars in unmarked bills. Leave them at the corner of, uh... Whatever's in front of Lou Rinaldi's house. My name is not Lou Rinaldi. I repeat, my name is not Lou Rinaldi. Just leave the money in a bag in front of Lou Rinaldi's house. That's not me. I'm going to deposit in the Lou's bag. It's not me. Just leave me the money. Did that work? <laughs> um, yeah, so later on in the show, we're going to have uh, Julian stop by. He's got his uh, his five picks. No pick of the week, because since we're actually going to play lots of music during the show, I don't see the point of doing a pick of the week when there's going to be more music, man. You understand? What's this effect? Hold on. Hello? This is for my uh, doing my cheap, like, pinball machine voice. <clears throat> Congratulations! You win! You win! Hey, does that sound like a... Uh... <laughs> I like playing with these. They're fun. Heartbeat Hero. Hey, buddy. Heartbeat Hero has joined the chat. What's up? This is my... Uh, although I need something to read. Winston Churchill has announced... <laughs> I need something to read. I'm going to go... If I go to a website, I'll read some... Uh, what's like a old-timey thing? Let's see here. I need some like newsreel-type audio to read. Uh, here, I'm going to go to a movie news website. Falcon and Winter Soldier. Okay. <clears throat> Set photos have been released of Wyatt Russell suited up as a U.S. agent in the Falcon and the Winter Soldier TV series. The character seemingly sporting Captain America's shield, which is the same one Steve Rogers presented Sam Wilson with at the end of Avengers Endgame. That suggested rumors that the U.S. government stops the Falcon from becoming the new Captain America and instead gives the shield to John Walker as the new Cap, at least initially. This source comes from page six. All right. Did I do it? (laughs) All right, assholes. Let's listen to some more music. Uh, What do we got here? This one looks cool. Uh, This one looks cool. This one sounds cool. This is a a track from Astral Tales, uh, which I think you will enjoy. It's called Gears of Creation, and uh, dig it.
You like that where the, like the robot lady came in? That's what I like. I like robot ladies. Uh, I want to do that old timey voice again, man. <laughs> Sorry, this whole time this thing's been playing, and uh, all I've been interested in is uh, <laughs> what's some other movie news? Oh, I got it. Okay, yeah. So uh, Doreen's saying, does the sub have custom emotes? Okay, so on Twitch, I don't think I have any custom emotes unless someone made me some. I don't know how to make them. There's so many things to make, right? With every different platform you have, where there's fucking Discord or this or that, and it's like, oh, you make little custom images. Mind you, the people on the Beyond Synth Discord have been very active, and there's a bunch of silly emotes there. But uh, yeah, I don't know how to do how to do the damn Twitch ones. I'll figure it out one of these days. I will. Oh, I got a fun idea. Hold on, I'm gonna go to my Patreon. But I'll read it in the old-timey voice. See, I'm trying to find ways to... Uh, you can hear me. Typing away... Oops, forgot my password. Patreon password. I don't remember what it is. We got like three new donations of the beast in a row. That's the triple six. I almost feel like we should do the donation of the beast, but I don't have the fucking jingle uh, prepped. I gotta find that fucking jingle. Hold on, where's my thing? I would now like to announce the newest donors to Beyond Synth who have all donated the Satanic 666, the Mark of the Beast. First, we have a donation from Night Ride FM for 666, the Mark of the Beast. And. <laughs> stupid. I'm giving it away. <clears throat> Furthermore, we have another triple six donation from Owen Magoli, six sixty six Satan, and finally the triple six from Pool in an Alleyway. I say again, Pool in an Alleyway. All of these people have worshipped or do worship the beast. What's something that people... Hold on. <laughs> What's... A, I don't know anything about Satan. So I don't... <laughs> no, because I don't know what... <laughs> Sorry, that sentence uh, is very silly. I need more things to say for the donation of the beast. I always just say, uh, they worship Satan. But obviously I could do a lot more. Here, let's... Um, let's type Satan into Wikipedia. <laughs> let's see what we get. Wikipedia.org We're having trouble finding that site. Oh, <laughs> would you believe I spelt org wrong? Because I wouldn't. All right. Has anyone ever typed in Satan into Wikipedia? Figure of Abrahamic religions. Satanism. Maybe I should learn about Satanism. I'm just thinking because then it will give me stuff to say when people uh, donate the, the donation of the beast. All right. I'll read just a little bit of this. Although it makes more sense to read in this voice, doesn't it? No, not this one. Uh, uh, uh. This one. Let me tell you about the beast. Satan 
also known as the devil, is an entity that seduces humans into sin or falsehood. Falsehood! I guess I don't need to uh, do a deep voice when I already have that filter on, eh? I want to thank uh, all the new donors to Beyond Synth, by the way. Thank you. That's a lot of Satan in a row. The horned one, that's good. <laughs> thank you for that. <laughs> the on YouTube says, Satan is gay in South Park and Saddam Hussein pumps him. <laughs> pumps. <laughs> Stupid. Hey, Synthwave Sunrise. How's it going? Listen, you guys are all awesome. Uh, why don't we listen to another song, and then maybe we'll go to the uh, segment with Julian. So uh, let's listen to this track. It's by, I think it's Contacta. Is that how they say that? Contacta? Contacta. Yeah. C-O-N-T-A-K-T-A. And uh, it's a track called The Light, and I dig it because it is a, uh, a cool song. So how about we uh, give that a spin? This is Contacta with The Light.
was a cool one. Contacta. The Light. That was the name of the song. All right, so next on my list of things to get is some sort of MIDI controller with sliders. So I'm going to put that on the list. Uh, I've got a big list, and uh, I want you guys to know all about it, man. I'm a big fan of lists. Uh, who's in the chat here? Kalf, Kalf, Von Apfel... Fuck, I can never say your name. Apfelsaft. I always want to say Ape Shaft because, like, I... Because... <laughs> I'm not right in the head. I like this idea of reading movie news in that old-timey voice. I think that's going to be a new thing I do. Because I have all this uh, news to read anyways, or I can read, uh, what are the Twitter trends? Rip Mr. Peanut. (laughs) 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 All right, everybody, Mr. Peanut is dead? Is that... Hold on. The AV Club says Mr. Peanut was murdered. Uh, I cannot read that one because it has racial slurs in it. Uh, (laughs) Sorry, I'm sorry. I guess it's laughing. Um, Okay, I'll tell you this. Because most of the time I get annoyed by a lot of Twitter trends, to be honest with you. I find it a frustrating website. Mr. Peanut Dead is funny. I mean, that makes me laugh. Uh, Was it like a few nights ago? I'm not a sports guy. I don't give a shit about them. But... Rob Lowe went to this NFL game, but he was instead of wearing a team hat, he just wore like an NFL branded hat. And the tweets were fucking hilarious. Like I was laughing my head. I don't even like football, but it was just the funniest series of tweets of just people making fun of the fact that he was basically like just wearing this generic hat to a football game. And then one of the tweets was like, <laughs> it's like Rob Lowe goes to a, <laughs> he goes to a concert and then he's, just has a hat that says music and (laughs) anyway look it's funny so mr peanut's dead i don't know what to say about it sad state of affairs i think it's uh, some sort of marketing campaign i can't seem to find like the actual mr peanut account it's all like people joking about fucking mr peanut but i don't really understand why fucking twitter these are the things that are fucking trending in Canada. Mr. Peanut's dead and Donut Gate. All right. Now I don't really like to talk politics on this show, and I'm not going to. But uh, let's just say my my glorious prime minister just bought a box of donuts. But since he bought local, so they're more expensive. So people are complaining about the wasted government expenditure because he because they bought. <laughs> Seriously, though, that's the thing. People are. This is why. This is why politics is so fucking toxic. Because if it gets to the point where you hate the other side so much that it becomes a story that. (laughs) That they bought a bunch of donuts for a cabinet meeting and the donuts were slightly more expensive than had they bought cheap donuts. And the joke is that even though people make fun of Canada and always talk about Tim Hortons and stuff, um. Tim Hortons isn't actually Canadian owned anymore, right? It's it's I think it's owned by someone in Brazil or like a f- some sort of company in Brazil. So uh, I don't know. But when you buy local, you're going to spend more money, right? Because they use uh, local ingredients and stuff like that. Anyway, it's a really big deal in Canada. Okay, all this other shit going on in the world <laughs> and fucking Donut Gate, and it's called Donut Gate. <laughs> Fuck me. What year did they start adding gate to everything? 
Was there a specific year? Like, I mean, I'm not talking about, like, actual fucking Watergate, but, like, what was the year that they decided that from now on, anytime there is any sort of political scandal, you put gate at the end of it? When did that start? Stupid. Anyway, look, let's, um... Let's go chat with Julian. So uh, Julian's got some picks for you. That is, of course, Neon Fox. And we're going to listen to his picks now as I uh, do some more research into Donut Gate. Um, That's it. (laughs) Sorry, I don't have any... I don't have any sound effects planned. Just pretend I played a video game sound effect to cue this sequence. Fucking, uh... Hold on. I'll put on my vocal effects here. All right, well, I'm here with Neon Fox, Mr. Julian. How's it going, man? Hello, Andy. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. So, we're doing a new format this year. To be fair, it's going to sound very similar to the old format, just the difference is instead of high five at the end of the week, it's just going to be a Beyond Synth Live where Julian pops by for a few minutes and uh, plays some songs. So, it's... it's exactly. I'll just pop in, hear some songs, and I'll pop out. Good. So, now that we got that settled, how was your uh, Christmas and New Year's and all that shit? I was awesome. I was in Florida for Christmas. 26, 27 degrees Celsius, sunshine, palm trees, facing west with, like, sunsets. Yeah, it was good. New Year's here in Toronto, you know, doing my usual thing. Was something happening on New Year's? Uh, nothing, really. I was at Tilt DJing. On New Year's? Yeah, New Year's Eve. It was actually kind of nice. It wasn't too crowded, wasn't too dead, just the way I like it. Yeah, man, that's the whole thing. Tilt, the arcade bar in Toronto for you yes. people who don't know what we're talking about. The um, Oh, there's that new place that opened yes. up. Yes, yeah, Free Play Arcade. I'm going to go check it out later this week. Yeah, maybe I should do that. Uh, yeah. I like all these arcade bars. That Free Play place, I saw some pictures because every so often I'll see these stories on my Facebook from like Blog TO, which is like some Toronto blog. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, they were showing pictures from inside that place. It looks like they're having fun with the nostalgia aspect. Yes, we'll see what it's all about. Yeah. Anyway, look, play me some music. That's what you're yes. here for in this 2020. I've got, I've got a song from Craver. Now, he's been around for a while. He's from the Netherlands, featuring the vocals of Colin Lee. This song is called Million Like Me.
And that was Million Like Me, featuring Colin Lee by Craver. And that was uh, one of Julian's picks this week. Have I played a Craver track before? I don't know. You know what? I've got this massive playlist. And the last time I heard a Craver song, I think it's been like a good year. So this is exciting. No, that's a good song, man. Nice, uh, solid production work. I like that. So when you were uh, DJing a tilt on New Year's, like you do that all through until like two in the morning or whatever? Or what? I, uh, well, yeah. I alternate one hour on, one hour off with the other DJ, which is kind of relaxing. So I get to spin my tunes and then have an hour to play games, socialize, and then get back up on the decks. I wonder if the owners of Tilt are going to feel the heat from this new place. Oh, I don't think so. All right. I, I was checking it out. You know what? The more bars like this, the more business, it benefits everyone, but they're not as big as Tilt. It's a little bit more narrow, a little bit deeper. They've got two floors, which is kind of cool, but uh, I don't know. I haven't been there yet. I, I don't think anybody's a threat here. There's plenty of business to go around. The more, the better. Don't they have like a DJ setup upstairs? They do, and it might be better than the one at Tilt. I don't know. And just because of where they're located, they may not have noise complaints from residential places behind them. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, that's the uh, the part people don't know about Tilt is that their neighbors oh, yeah. complain all the time about the noise. Yeah. They're in a commercial zone. Like, it's so weird. Well, here's the thing. So this new place is called Free Play. Now, down in Rhode Island, they've got their Free Play, which is pretty damn huge. Like, square footage, number of games, everything. It's, it's bigger than Tilt. It's bigger than anything Toronto has. But one thing I wonder is when, when you're running a place that has video games or pinball machines and all that ambient noise and all the people talking, if you're trying to get music on top of that, I don't think it matters what kind of size, who's behind you. You're going to have problems. Just the ambient noise. Because I know I've talked to some artists who want, like, they'd, they'd like to perform, yeah. you know, at a place like Tilt, and Tilt yeah. just doesn't have the space for it. I, I've been asked, and first of all, they, there's no stage. Yeah. <laughs> problem number one. <laughs> yeah, problem number one. There's no stage, just a DJ booth. And if you want to spin, well, you got to understand your background music because there's so much noise going on in there. Yeah, because there's no dance floor. Like, it's all right. games. Yeah. And it helps to accentuate the mood and everything because it's video games it's retro but oh there's other places in toronto where we're gonna have fun well that's the bottom line man but the i was gonna but the other bottom line Ah. is uh that you gotta play me some more music so what else do you got for me oh i've got something for you so next up i want to play a premiere from uh my friend down in austin eric c powell he's synth pop kind of like uh you know that artist I've mentioned before, Darwin MCD. Mm. Eric C. Powell and his wife, they've done some great collaborations, but this time he made a very synthy track. It's called Shattered Glass and it's featuring stereo and solo. So here you go. Eric C. Powell, Shattered Glass featuring stereo and solo. Yeah. 
right, and that was Shattered Glass by Eric C. Powell featuring Stereo in Solo. What are all these people? So Eric C. Powell and Andrea Powell. Yeah, they're from Austin. They made the song Stereo in Solo, some other person. Who's that? Stereo in Solo, another band. And, uh... Eric, he, he normally does synth pop or, I guess, new wave from the 80s, but he decided to push the synth wave feel, and I love it. Yeah, I, I love it when, when we have artists who are, you know, synth wave has its various fringes, its Venn diagrams, it touches on synth pop, it touches on new wave, it touches on this and that. I love it when artists from these other circles give us a little bit of love also uh, eric c powell has a beard oh it's epic he's filming a video right now and he showed me a couple of stills and oh my god you, you know faith in the glitch right he had quite the epic beard he cut it down a bit but eric c powell he puts that beard to shame can you <laughs> donate beard hair for wigs <laughs> i don't know because when people want to cosplay as vikings hold on man can you Donate beard hair for wigs. All right, let's do this. Best places to make a hair donation and how to do it. Hair donation. Sorry, this is one of those things where it's like it's a funny thing to type in, but then when you remember why people need hair donation, it becomes instantly unfunny. Yeah, yeah. Um, (laughs) Yeah, it's not funny. Uh, let's see here. More than half of all Americans donate clothing, food, or other personal items. In recent years, over $390 billion was donated to charitable organizations. Blah, blah, blah. Wh- what the fuck? Why can't people just write articles and just get to the point? <laughs> You ever notice that? Like, anytime you want information, like, you go to an article and it always has, like, oh, fucking 10-paragraph no. fucking preamble. Oh, yeah. This thing was called <laughs> Best Places to Donate Hair and How to Do It. The first paragraph was all about the concept of donation. No, that's two paragraphs. Then the next thing, why should you donate hair? Again, one, two, three, four, <laughs> five paragraphs. Then we finally get to best organizations for hair donation. Literally what this fucking article was supposed to be about. And still no one's telling me if I can donate a beard. <laughs> Stupid. That's like asking if you want to donate pubes though. Like It's the same kind of hair. Like It's not going to happen. <laughs> or is it? <laughs> you know, there's probably some people out there. I mean, maybe we're living in the wrong time. Maybe if you could like somehow send that back to the 70s, <laughs> you'd have like this really like lucrative business. <laughs> Anyway, what? Uh, play me some more music. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yeah, all right. This time-traveling <laughs> pube donation business. <laughs> so, anybody in the synth, anybody in the synthwave scene, will know this artist from Denmark, Weiss. So he just released his third iteration of this song called Wormhole. So here it is, Wormhole by Weiss.
and that was Weiss with the track Wormhole 3.0. Yep. So he just keeps working away at this yeah. wormhole. Th- third time's a charm, and what a great track. Yeah, I've been told the third time is the charm by Julian just now. <laughs> That's the first time hearing about this third time's a charm business. I don't yeah, know how I right, feel about right. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, are you appraised of the upcoming synth events? Ah, uh, yes, I am. If if anybody's listening, so <laughs> if anybody's listening, yeah, that's well, a dangerous question to ask because <laughs> <laughs> the answer is uh, is very depressing. Anybody listening, no. Andy? Andy's show? <laughs> God no. Anyways, when I got into this scene, I was new, mm. and I realized when I got into it, like. God damn, I found out about these artists and then I realized they were in Toronto like two months prior or the week before. So as I started following everybody and I started getting the feeds from all the artists, I decided to keep my own little Synthwave calendar on Reddit. And this is Synthwave events all over the world. All right. Yeah. If you're in the UK, LeBrock is kicking off his little tour from January 23rd to the 9th of February. He's floating all over the England. He's going to Leeds on the 23rd. He's hitting Bristol on the 24th. Peterborough on the 25th. London the 26th. Newcastle the 6th. Birmingham the 7th. Manchester the 8th. And Milton Keynes on the 9th. And every stop He's got some wicked synthwave artists supporting him. There's a couple of other things I got to mention. So, so January 25th, over in Vienna, Austria, Power Nerd is going to be playing with supporting artist Cosmo Cocktail. Shit, I should have Power Nerd on the show. Oh, yeah. I, I chatted with him last year. The problem is, you know, when I start reaching out to people to be on the show, yep. and then I just get inundated, then I forget about stuff, and it's only when I go back and, like, clean up my Facebook inbox and my Twitter inbox and my email inbox and my SoundCloud inbox that I remember, like, oh, fuck, we we, we said we were going to do a thing and that we never planned a date, so mm-hmm. i got to remind myself that I can put that on the list. Power uh, Nerd. Yeah, Power Nerd, that's kind of a must. Oh, what, what else do we have? we got, like, January the 25th. Nina is going to be over in Barcelona, Spain with supporting artists Sunesis and Max Thor. Oh, cool. I'd like to do a catch-up with Max Thor. Yes. No, I oh. love Max Thor, man. We had a really funny conversation last time. The January 28th to February 16th, Ghost is going on this tour in North America, the Valediction Tour. Every city they're hitting, we've got our friends from the Synth Fam artists supporting them so depending on where you are what city you're in you're gonna you're gonna find Ile arson supporting them destroyer gregorio franco ghost host kareen so many more so that's january 28th to the february 16th yes they don't let ghosts into this country yes i know and he's you know what they're not the only ones Canada Customs can be pretty anal. Well, I thought you say they're not the only ones, like they're not the only country that they kick them no, out of. No, 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 It's, we, we've had a couple of, I, you know what, I shouldn't name names. Well, it's not their, f- it, yeah, it's not their fault, well. <laughs> well I, was, I was about to finish that sentence, but technically the reason why Canada doesn't let these people in, it's a stupid thing. Yeah. But it's like, it's, uh, they don't do it arbitrarily, let's put it that way. No, yeah, I know, and you know what, they're, they're. Most of these artists, most of the people that want to come in and do performances and stuff like that, there are some loopholes they can jump through. I don't know why Canada is so strict about this. I don't get it. I don't know if they're more strict when you're coming in as a musician than as a person. Yeah. Because I feel like if you're just visiting, yeah, I don't know that they're as, as strict it's, it's about it. It's game on. As a musician, I don't understand these, these requirements. And now I'm kind of ignorant to this, but I don't know if it flips the other way around. If... If you're going into the U.S., I don't think it's the same level of restrictions because you have Laserpunk who went into the U.S., 
but he couldn't come to Canada. So I think our Canadian customs, they just hate Synthwave. <laughs> no, it's it's that's it. All right, well we'll start a hashtag. Get this fucking fixed. That's what hashtags do. They fix things. Um, all right, you, you you ready for a song? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this one, I'm I'm really glad to play this one. This is Nightflyer. He's from Toronto. He just released a little EP with two songs on it. And I met this guy in line at some concerts, whether it was FM eighty four or whatever. But you know. These synthwave artists, it could be the next guy, you could be standing next to them, it could be that synthwave artist. So, this is Nightflyer, and this is a track called Sunkeeper off that EP.
Indeed, and that was Sunkeeper by Nightflyer. That was uh, another pick of Julian's uh, this week. We're just chatting here with Neon Fox about stuff. Mm-hmm. Is there anything you're looking forward to in the new year? Oh, yes. After my little visit to London last, last year, I realized how much fun it is to travel and meet all our fellow synth friends in whatever city. So I'm determined to go wherever I can this year. It, it means I, I got to sacrifice like nights at the bar. I got to sacrifice Uber Eats. I got to be eating craft dinner, whatever it takes. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm going to be flying, renting hotel rooms. I'm going to be in New York City for Zarina, Starcadian, Primo, and Tokyo Rose. And then wherever Outland may wind up i'll be there and there's rhode island and then i want to hit west i want to hit la seattle portland goddamn vancouver with fm attack betamax vandal moon mecha they're gonna be in like vancouver oh so many places i need to hit so yeah that's my 2020 plan well my 2020 plan is to touch my toes <laughs> And get your passport. Uh, I'm more concerned with touching my toes. You know, I've never touched my toes in my life. I am a 38-year-old man. Sometimes I think people set their health goals too high. What matters is, can you see a winky? Yeah, but I mean, that's got nothing to do with touching my toes, unless I want to suck on it. I I don't know. I don't know. Some people can't. (laughs) You, you know well, that's more of a belly thing though like uh, yeah for well, me, count your lucky stars well i want to touch my toes for the flexibility aspect i'm very stiff we 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 were on a little road trip the other day and uh i got out of the car and my back is like fucked it feels like someone like punched me in the ribs and uh i think it's just from like sitting in a weird position for too long and i'm just mm-hmm. i gotta get a bit more limber you know so instead of setting any grandiose plans for myself that i'm going to be dis- disappointed that i don't meet just stretch yeah my plan is just i just want to touch my toes by the end of the year and whether that means making really small gradual gains like hey this month i managed to move like a millimeter closer to the thing whatever as long as by the end of the year i'm i can touch my toes that is my health goal are you like me because i'm pretty sedentary and i sit at an office job i sitting at a desk so my knees are always bent oh yeah no i'm sitting most of the day yeah yeah Yeah, so for me like most people are like oh yeah i can touch my toes and my legs just don't do that well yeah but my (laughs) i've never been able to now i have long legs which is what i used to blame it on but it's no excuse because my i have my dad's frame like i yeah that's that's what i got in the genetics thing here is like i've got the same shape body as my dad does he's got long legs and he can touch his toes and he's like in his late 70s and so like I should be able to fucking do something. He still can. Wow. Yeah, no, he's he's healthier than I am, man. Like he he actually is which is a joke and so I'm feeling like shit now yeah no it, like uh, yeah he eats like a rabbit like he eats only like healthy things and oh, he's oh. always remained active like cause for me yeah like I'm always just sitting and and I'm very inflexible and stiff all the time and the way that I my body fucking cracks man like when I wake up and I just lift myself from the bed I sound like a mm-hmm. transformer like every oh. joint is like <laughs> you know and uh, especially when I do I try and do push ups and stuff and every time I do that my fucking hands go anyway look this is dumb the point is um that we all have good new year's plans yours are synthwave related and mine are to touch my toes and that's it i don't (laughs) know why i said mine like i had plural goals i have one goal but uh how about you give me uh, another song here and then uh, get the fuck out of my life right let's let's wrap (laughs) this up so i've got another premiere for us tonight Ooh, or today mr creep an artist from italy teamed up with darfools 
a synthwave artist and vocalist from the UK. And they made this great track. It's out February 1st, but I was pestering and bugging them all day yesterday to be allowed to play it on our show tonight. Look at you. So, yeah. So, this is Mr. Creep from Italy featuring Darfoolds from the UK. And the song is called She Is the Shadow, out February 1st.
Indeed, and that was Mr. Creep with the track She Is the Shadow featuring Darfools. Is that how you say that? Darfools? Yeah, Darfools. Darfools. Although I, I like to nickname everyone because I like to get over personal, so I just call him Darf. All right, so Dar- Darfools. I think he mentioned on like Twitter or whatever what his name means. I'm guilty of not remembering, so I'm sorry, Darf. Darf. But... <laughs> He is so talented. He is so like wow. He is yeah. Yeah. There's a, there's <laughs> the eloquent words of Neon Fox. Yeah, yeah. And Mr. Creep, he's he's been doing some like kind of dark synth type sounds. Mm. Not quite dark synth, but pretty pretty heavy synth wave. And these two when they like teamed up, I couldn't believe the product that just came out. So yeah, I'm glad to play this. It'll be out February 1st. Cool, man. Well, look, listen. Uh, thanks for your picks this week and uh, pestering the artist for premieres and all that stuff. Yeah. And uh, and we'll we'll catch up with you on the next uh, live show. Yes, yes, definitely. Thank you, Craver. Thank you, Eric. Thank you, Weiss. Thank you, Nightflyer. Mr. Creep and Darfwolds. Thank you, Neon. Andy. F- what? Who'd you forget? No, nothing. I was going to thank you, Andy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes, give me my thanks. My yes. <laughs> uh, listen. Pay the, pay the toll. <laughs> yeah, you have a lovely week, and uh, we'll talk to you next week, man. All right. Where should people go? Where do, where do they find Neon Fox? Oh, just look up Neon Fox on... Just type that. Neon. N-E-O-N-F-A-W-K-E-S on whatever social media. And if you're looking for Andy, just look up Beyond Synth. On whatever social media, you'll find us. That's true. And you also co-host uh, Night Ride FM. Yes, I, I co-host the State of Synth on the, the Night State Ride FM. The State of Synth. I fucking keep... Yeah. <laughs> That's right. With, with I think Dennis. Now, I think now it's important that I never get that correct. Ah, uh, you know what? No. I, I'm lucky. I'm lucky what I do. I like also that I was a guest on that show and I keep thinking I was a guest on oh, Night Ride damn, FM. Yeah, that was, that was epic. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> it's all good. But yes, you host that with uh, Dennis G. Yeah, Dennis Thursday G. nights, correct? Yep, you got it. What's on Wednesday night? Uh, well, it is depends. that Karen's show? So Karen could be on Tuesdays or Wednesdays. It all depends. Everybody has to accommodate their lifestyle, right? Karen's got a she's got a better schedule than me and Dennis. But yeah, all of us we have to accommodate whatever's going on because it's live, right? So yeah. could be a Tuesday, could be a Wednesday, could be a Thursday. Who knows? I see. All right. Well, good. <laughs> all right. Yeah. All right, man, I'll that. see you later. Goodbye. <laughs> That was me. Uh, how's everybody doing in the chat? So that was Julian. Uh, Synthicide says, Good day, Andy. Good day, everyone. Well, good day to you, Synthicide. And uh, hello to everybody in the chat right now, man. The Institute 91, the Gamescape, Martin Larby, Martin Larby. Who in an alleyway? Who else is in here? Synthesize said it's been a long time since I've tunes in. Well, that's because we don't really do the show live very often. This is uh, something we're going to be doing more often in 2020. I've just been trying to decide on a time to do the show. And now I'm thinking... This whole time I've been thinking about doing a nighttime show, but maybe I'll just cater to the European audience, man. 
do my show at, uh, you know, 12, 1 p.m. Eastern, which is, you know, like 6 p.m., 7 p.m. Europe time. Because, you know, all the guys on Night Ride FM, they all do nighttime shows, Eastern Standard Time. And I think that it makes sense to maybe do a daytime show. Because I feel bad for all those people in those, uh, in those European countries. They want to desperately tune in. You know, do a synthwave show live, and uh, and they're always asleep. Yeah, man. It's 6 a.m. in Australia. 6 a.m., that's fucked. Stay-at-home dads in California from Steve Infinite. Steve Infinite. Steve Infinite. I'm trying to say it all as one word, but, uh, you know. I love, by the way, there's this guy in the chat called The who keeps typing in a Scottish accent. <laughs> Anyway, let's listen to some music and uh, we'll keep going because I got some time. Uh, this is a track from Alone Wolf. It's called, uh, what is it called? North Coast. And uh, it's a cool track, so let's fucking do it.
that was a cool one. Nice and dreamy vibes. You know I dig that. What's going on here? Thoughts on the new Picard show? Yeah, that's a good question. I don't know. I, look, I don't want to be that guy. <laughs> but all of my favorite franchises have been compromised. I think that's the best way to put that. So, uh... I it's gonna happen to Star Trek you know I don't like I like Star Trek it's fine but I'm not like huge into it like some people uh, I've really only watched the episodes that Florence got me to watch when we were doing the review and I would watch more though I enjoyed watching next gen but I just think we're in this weird time right now where there's a all the people running the franchises are taking them in directions that seem to be not what the fans are interested in so it would not surprise me if the new Picard show is like just some dumb action show it wouldn't surprise me I hope it's good (laughs) I I don't ever want things to be bad that's the tough part of when you're like you know seen as like some sort of angry nerd or something like I want all of my favorite things to be good believe me look I want Doctor Who to be the best show on TV I do it's not in fact it's (laughs) well we don't have to talk about that but i mean look man it's my favorite thing and so obviously i want it to succeed so when when things uh are shitty it doesn't make me happy you know i'm not happy about star wars doesn't make me happy like i know (laughs) there's these people that have this notion that the angry nerds are all like celebrating like disney's failing it's like we don't want it to fail (laughs) like I don't want episode seven, eight, nine to be like this complete waste of time, which they are. So it's it's upsetting, right? Because that's like fucking six years of wasted Star Wars potential and the fucking franchise is fucked. So I hope the best for Picard. For all you Picard fans, I hope that there's something useful in there. But I imagine there'll be some other... I don't even want to guess what it's going to be about. It looks like they're doing that thing where... Remember the whole point of Star Trek was that this Federation was like this this good thing which which was sort of brought together all of these different uh, alien races and confederations and things and... and or is it the... Conf- I'm really bad with my Star Trek. But basically, like, you know, it was this sort of u- utopia kind of idea of the future where we put aside all of our differences and work together and... I have a feeling with the new show, it's sort of like, it has to be reflective of current politics, so it'll probably be that, like, oh, look, the Confederation's corrupt, it sucks now, and some lady's gotta come save it. I bet you anything that's what the new Picard is about. I bet you. So that's, uh, that's the thing. Hey, Lamb Chops 333XX, yeah, thank you. Uh, he's saying, uh... That was a good Witcher review. So there's going to be part two. Part two of the review is a bit sillier. Uh, I think part one, I was focused more on just doing the recap. And then when I was writing the review for part two, I... I, Because the show is not great. So I poke a bit more fun at it and have a bit more fun uh, with the review. So hopefully that's... uh, Yeah, that's the thing, man. So look, let's... How about this? Let's do artists on artists, okay? So today, um, I've got a little clip from Brandon who uh, talks about one of his favorite artists and picks a song. And so I thought, just to prep you, I will play a Brandon track uh, because he's a guy I'm going to have on the show this season. Uh, We haven't recorded yet, but we're going to because I I really like this guy's music, especially his collaborations with SJ Bravo are pretty uh, fucking good. So here's an awesome song. This is Brandon. Uh, This is So Alive featuring SJ Bravo.
Alright, look, man, that was that was Brandon with the track So Alive featuring SJ Bravo. And I had SJ Bravo on the show. Forget what episode that was, because he was doing this thing where he was writing a paper or something, and he wanted to interview me as a source for this paper he was writing, and then I just recorded the conversation on my end and then just released it as an episode, Uh, because I think I might have turned it on him and then just started asking him questions, because I think he's a young guy, right? And the, uh, yeah, anyway, he's great. His collaborations with Sunglasses Kid are great. His stuff he does with Brandon's great. Yeah, man. That's that. So it's good stuff, and it makes me happy uh, to listen to. And so how about this? Let's do the little, uh, we'll do a little artist on artist here. Who's in the chat room? Oh, it's Action Jackson. Hey, Action Jackson. How's it going, man? Happy New Year to you. And thus says he's got tickets to see Ollie ride in April. Yeah. No, Ollie's great. Uh, you will enjoy it. He is, he's the best uh, front man in this scene. He, uh, he really puts on a show. And it makes me happy. It really does. It makes me smile. You know, it's there's something about people when they just have so much charisma when they're performing that makes me happy when I'm there. I'm very mesmerized by live music. Different people have different reactions when it comes to certain forms of art or whatever. But for me, like music is, I don't know, I'm just I'm very captivated by it. And when I go see live performance and singers and stuff like I just sit there and I'm just really in awe of people that can do that because I can't. Like, I have uh, social anxiety. I know it's it might seem like I don't, but because people ask me to do stuff like that sometimes where, like, oh, why don't you get up on stage and introduce this or do that? And I'm like, dude, because I will fucking... I'll be... I was going to say puke, and then for some reason I wanted to censor that word. <laughs> like, of all the things I say, I'm like, I don't know, puke. That's a, kind of a bad word. But no, like, I would be... I'd be just thrown up all over the place, nervous and shit. But then I would get over it. What I find is I have this weird thing where it's all the buildup. Maybe other people feel the same way, but there's a lot of buildup when there's sort of social anxiety. It's the buildup to the thing. It's like your brain psychs... You, you, get, you, you have to psych yourself... No, is that the expression? You have to psych yourself up? Or you psych yourself up. Anyway, the, the point is, it's all an illusion, right? Because sometimes that happens to me when I go to certain events and have to record stuff, and I'll be all kind of, like, anxious, and then the second the cameras start rolling or I start recording, then I'm completely fine, because then I'm like, oh, I'm on, you know? I'm, I'm a talk show host now. And uh, so, yeah, I guess the bottom line is just to get drunk. So let's hear this thing this is brandon uh doing his little uh, his artist on artist he's going to talk about an artist he likes and then we're going to listen to them so uh here we go hey guys i'm luke jackson and i write and release music under the name of brandon that's the most seo friendly name in the retro wave scene so if you don't already know who i am have fun trying to find me Anyway, I've been making music in the retrowave scene now for around three and a half years, I think, and anyone who knows my music knows that it leans heavily on 80s pop music production. Now, that's not just the synthesizers, which is the obvious aspect, but it's the use of drum machines and the guitar tones of the decade and things like that that kind of all encapsulate that 80s pop sound for me. 
In terms of my music, I'm never trying to be fully authentic. I like to mix it up with various modern production techniques and things like that, just to keep things interesting for me. Now, when Andy asked me to talk about another artist that I really like, I instantly knew who I wanted to talk about. The only problem is I have no idea how to pronounce the name. So I'm probably going to butcher this, but the artist I've chosen is Fauré de Vin. I apologise to them if I did say that wrong, but hopefully the fact that I've chosen them redeems that. So they're somewhat of an enigma, and I don't know much about them, but the reason I've chosen them is because their music truly does sound like an authentic reproduction of 80s pop music, which is great because as they state themselves, and I quote, it's supposed to sound like the songs the record label forgot to release 30 years ago. Now, in my opinion, they've absolutely nailed this on every single track they've released thus far. They've not yet released an album or an EP as of the time of recording, but if you head to their SoundCloud, you can find a bunch of singles and remixes that they've done, and they're all fantastic. There's been some hints towards a possible album in the works, so here's hoping that one is imminent, fingers crossed. The track I've chosen to showcase now, though, as difficult as it was to choose just one, is Hold the Night featuring Robert Beechgrove. I came across this track a few years back when it was originally released by the new Retro Wave Network and instantly fell in love with this song. I don't really need to say anymore, I'm just going to let the track play and just enjoy being transported back in time over the next few minutes because this track will absolutely do that and then some. Cheers to Andy for letting me talk about this artist and showcase one of their tracks and to anyone who didn't already know who they were, I hope you have a great time checking out their music and I really hope you dig it because I'm damn sure I did.
Boom. Man. All right, look, that was uh, 4A Devin with uh, uh, Hold the Night featuring Robert Beechgrove or 4A Devin wine. And that was uh, Brandon who uh, introduced that for our new segment, Artists on Artists. So I might also throw this segment into the regular show as well. Um, for right now, it's just going to be a live show uh, segment. And I've got a few artists who have already submitted theirs. And so if you're an artist out there and you want to do it, you can get in touch with me and just let me know uh, who you want to do. Because I want to keep it... What's the word I'm looking for? Diverse. Uh, like, I don't want everyone is like, you know, if I get like 20 people are like, I want to talk about how much I love Perturbator or something. I'm like, no, no, no. Like, it's going to be sort of like first come, first serve. And I have already reached out to a bunch of artists to get the ball rolling. So some people have already recorded uh, segments for me that I'll be playing in the coming weeks. But I think it's just a fun way of uh, spreading the love in the scene. Because I, what happened was I went back and listened to old episodes of Beyond Synth because I was going to start curating a... Um, <laughs> I wanted to see how often I actually do talk about Goldeneye, and so I thought I'd listen to old episodes and actually just see, like, because... I think there's a misconception. I think people go like, oh, you talk about Goldeneye all the time. But I think what I do is I mention Goldeneye all the time, but I don't necessarily talk about it. I don't say anything about it. I just bring it up as just a thing to say. Which is different, right? Because obviously every week I talked about it for like 20 minutes. That would be a different case. But I think it's often just that I just say the words. Just like I say, I'm a Doctor Who fan, but then I don't actually talk about it. Because uh, no one cares. <laughs> That's the thing, man. When you're a super nerd, you know, because right now as all the all the franchises are fucking getting... What's the, what's the right word? What do I say? Corrupted? Look, here's all I'll say is this. In the past few years, the only two things I've liked that have been connected to a franchise were Blade Runner and the Dark Crystal Netflix series. I thought they did a good job with that. And that's it. You know, everything else. Star Wars went to shit. New Doctor Who is dumb. To be fair, Doctor Who's been dumb for a while. And that hurts me, man, because I'm like... I've given the BBC probably more money than you British people who actually pay a license fee. I bought... Like, there's fucking hundreds of Doctor Who episodes. I own them on VHS. Then I replaced them with DVDs. And now I'm buying fucking Blu-rays. I haven't really loved Doctor Who for like six or seven years. It's just been... It just went through this phase where it was just incoherent. So like when Peter Capaldi was the Doctor, I was really excited because I was... It was like, hey, they're going back to like having like an old man kind of... Because they've been casting like kind of young, pretty men. Um, which is fine, like if if they're good. Like I don't really care. But I mean, it was a it was a thing they were doing. And then they kind of went back to the old school of let's have like a old kind of cranky old guy Doctor. And, uh, you know, he's got an interesting face. And I thought maybe he could bring bring some cool stuff to the role but the showrunner who they just did i think that dracula show on bbc um his style is to make things really incoherent and bounce all over the place so you don't notice that the stories are terrible and it just got to this point where i'm like i don't give a fuck like how can i care about this shit uh when you don't tell a story in fucking order it's fine every once in a while to you know you have a you have an episode of a show where it's like this is the one that we kind of told in a non-linear way as a sort of interesting you know just technique for one story but when every episode is just fucking bouncing all over the place and you don't know what the fuck is going on it's like how am i supposed to care and then they kill off a character and play sad music and like oh isn't this sad i'm like no 
it's not sad because I don't give a shit about this character. Like, you want me to care? You actually have to like follow a coherent story. Anyway, it just makes me sad. You know, when there's things you like. My favorite argument, because I see people on Twitter, sometimes they'll say this, where they'll talk about the new Star Wars, and they'll be like, but you know, I watched my little kid watching it, and I just realized that, you know, these movies just aren't for us anymore. You know, they're for a new generation. It's fucking episode seven! You can't just say all of a sudden it's for a new fucking generation in the middle of the story. Like, yes, granted, fine. Lady Ghostbusters, or Ghostbusters Answer the Call, you can argue, hey, look, they're making Ghostbusters for a different audience, so what are you complaining about? And fine, that makes total sense. But if you're doing episode seven, and then you say, oh, this is for the kids now, but it's the next chapter. What the fuck? You can't do that. It's like you're fucking reading, like, Lord of the Rings, and you just got done the two towers, and then you go to fucking (laughs) Return of the King, and, well, I stopped reading at Return of the King, because it's really for a new generation now. Like, no, it's fucking part three of the story. You can't change the audience in the middle of the story. Fuck you. Anyway, (laughs) so that is why I don't agree with that argument. All right? Like, it's fine. If you do a complete reboot, sure, like those Lego uh, Star Wars cartoons, or uh, I think there's one called Resistance or something. You know, you can argue, yeah, that's for a different audience. It's got a different animation style. It's featuring new characters. Um, You can say this one's for kids or whatever, but you can't change the audience in the middle of the story. That's not how it works. Let's listen to some music. Um, This is... Well, I saw Action Jackson in the chat there, and uh, he's been uh, a supporter of Beyond Synth, so I thought, uh, why not play an Action Jackson track? Uh, Which one are we going to play? I think this one's called Cyber Commando, and I hope you dig it, because I dig it. So, uh, here, and I apologize for all that. Sometimes I get a little worked up. All right, man. uh, Here's Action Jackson with Cyber Commando.
Street, and that was Action Jackson with Cyber Commando. Although the file I have here, it's written in like funny letters where like the A is like a weird symbol and the R is backwards, which didn't show up in my DJ software. <laughs> so it, it doesn't like your fancy letters, Action Jackson. Uh, hey, Bedroom Eyes. Bedroom Eyes says they're searching for new younger audiences because that's where the sweet merch money is at, probably. Oh, yeah, sorry. There's something that's sad when you know you're a cliche. And so whenever I get mad about Star Wars and Doctor Who and things, I hear myself and I'm like, oh, fuck, you're just another one of them angry nerds. But I think the reason why, I think the difference and what's changed is this idea that the fans are the assholes. Nerd culture has always been about dissecting and discussing our favorite things. And so I have a theory now, and it might be an offensive one, that when nerd culture became big business, you remember like, I don't know, like 10 years ago, you know when the Marvel movies started to get big, and a lot of people really talked about how uh, nerd culture, it's oh, it's taken over, you know, it's all superheroes and science fiction and stuff like this. And then nerd culture was like, cool in quotes, you know? All the music stores now, they don't even sell music anymore. They just sell t-shirts and bobbleheads and fucking, uh, you know, novelty Monopoly games and shit like this. But the thing was, this is what nerds always did. Star Wars nerds, we were all um, united in the fact that the prequels weren't good. And so at no point did they turn on the fans. It was like, it, it, it almost brought the fans together. But then in the past few years, there's been this thing now where it's like, uh, cool to say, oh, the fans are the assholes, or the fans are wrong. And people are very sensitive about these things. And what I think it is, is that since uh, all this nerd stuff became pop culture in a way that's bigger, it has attracted new fans. And I think some of those new fans aren't used to the way nerds talk about the things they like or don't like. Right? Because nerds can be very, very critical because they actually care very passionately about the things. I think there's some people now who, you know, maybe they're new to Star Wars and maybe, you know, The Last Jedi is their favorite movie. And so they don't understand how to handle the criticism of it. You know what I mean? Whereas like seasoned nerds, you know, people who have been fans of, of these things for decades, this is just par for the course, right? When a thing comes out, people complain. And so I think that's what's happening. You know, the same thing happened, I think, you know, like when they cast, again, to go back to Doctor Who, you know, they, they changed the, the lead to a lady and uh, people were like commenting on it and people, you know, there's people who are unhappy about it. But if you actually look at every casting that's happened, with Doctor Who, people are never happy with the casting before it happens. It's just these new people who are very excited that a lady got a job are not equipped to deal with the fact that the casting of a doctor is always met with criticism. So with Peter Capaldi, we've had a lot of new Doctor Who fans who are used to having a young, handsome doctor. And so when they said the doctor is going to be this old guy, people were just like, oh, he's too old. They complained about his age, that he looked crazy. You know what I mean? When Matt Smith was cast, people complained that he looked too young. People complained that he was kind of weird looking. He was like a footballer before. And he does have like a very interesting face. And he was the one who was replacing David Tennant, who a lot of people found attractive. And so they saw... Uh, Matt Smith is being kind of like weird looking and so and also Doctor Who fans have always been really superficial about the doctor's hair 
there is just Doctor Who hair. And, you know, because the, the most famous Doctor had this big, you know, mop of curly brown hair. And so we always sort of expect that the Doctor is going to have some kind of interesting hairstyle. And so when Christopher Eccleston became the Doctor when the show came back in 2004, fans were upset because he had a buzzed haircut. Like, that was literally the talk, was just like, why does he have a buzzed haircut? Why is he only wearing a leather jacket? Doctor Who's supposed to have, like, a cool, you know, flamboyant outfit. And th- th- but that's literally what happened. And so when they cast the lady and people are like, I don't know, I'm not feeling her outfit. Like, she's got this fucking rainbow shirt and, like, this... And you know what I mean? It just didn't feel very doctory. And, of course, people who are all happy because a lady got a job are very defensive because they're like... They feel like it's about attacking ladies. And it's just like, this is what happens. Welcome to nerd discourse. All right? It's very petty and silly. It's not like an attack on people personally for what they like and don't like. It's because nerds take the mythology of their things seriously. And so when you have a movie like fucking (laughs) Rise of Skywalker, where people are teleporting objects with the Force and bringing people back to life with the Force, it's very frustrating because then it sort of calls into question the entire history of the franchise going, shit, well, this would have been really useful everywhere at every point in the fucking story, you idiots. Anyway, look, the point is, that we're all having a nice day. The Institute 91 says, I thought nerd culture got big because of Big Bang Theory. LOL. <laughs> Fuck, and Big Bang Theory is terrible, all right? I don't even know who that show is for, to be honest with you, because even though it's nerd culture, it's so surface level. You know what I mean? Like a guy will walk in just like holding like a brand new action figure and just be like, this is my Flash action figure. And the audience starts laughing like it was a joke. And it's like they just have a list of things to check off. Like, what do nerds do? They like Star Trek. Have a guy walk in wearing Spock ears and the audience will laugh. It's just, it's so... F- anyway, I should probably wrap this show up. Let's listen to uh, some more music and then maybe we'll uh, we'll wrap the show up, okay? I, I'm sorry. I <laughs> Look... How about some Betamax? Disco Dream Girl. We're going to listen to Disco Dream Girl by Betamax, and uh, and then maybe we'll chat for a few more minutes and uh, wrap this shit up, man.
like that. That's Betamax. Uh, got a chance to meet Nick uh, in person this year. He visited, no, last year. Before, yeah, it's New Year, man. Idiot. And that was fun. We went out with a bunch of people. And uh, and that was a good evening, man. A lot of people were there. Fucking uh, Mecha Mako and Parallels and Radio Wolf. And who else was there? Michael Oakley with his wife. Was handing out soup. Or is like a bean soup thing. Which I ended up uh, eating. And it was good. <laughs> Stupid. All right, look, guys, uh, we're going to wrap this up. So how does everyone feel about doing a uh, daytime stream instead like this? Is this good this time? Because I need to pick a time. I think I've decided now officially that I'm going to do a daytime stream instead. There's enough synthwave shows that are happening live at nighttime. So I think I'm going to do daytime and we'll do maybe like a two hour show, maybe like 1 p.m. Eastern. Maybe that's what I'll do. Like this. Of course, this will be reposted on Friday. I'll probably edit some stuff out. I'll have to go listen to myself again going on stupid rants. I just want to do a little quick shout out to... I'm just going to pick some random $10 patrons here. Well, uh, I want to thank Poly Digital, Will Lowe, Joe Ozone, Colin Bennett, Skunk Raider, Tristan Waits, and Matthew Lister. Thanks for supporting Beyond Synth in the $10 club. And uh, don't forget Patreon.com. That's how you support Beyond Synth. Or just go to BeyondSynth.com and uh, click on the, uh, the PayPal button. Or if you're listening to this on Twitch, if you're watching the live stream, and if you have Amazon Prime, like Lou Rinaldi has reminded me, uh, you can gift a subscription. Because if you're Amazon Prime, I think you're allowed to give one free subscription. So it doesn't cost any money. But I think after I get like a thousand people to press that button, I get like two bucks or something. So, uh... We can all use two bucks. So look, I just want to say thanks for listening. Thanks to everybody in the stream right now. So there's Doreen and Action Jackson and Synthicide and the Institute 91 and The and uh, Martin Larby and Gamescape and Lamb Chops. Thanks for tuning in. So yeah, maybe we'll do this. Maybe we'll do fucking Wednesday is live show day. So look, and Honeybeard Honeybeard's in the chat. Oh, and don't forget to listen to episode 221 which I just did with Honeybeard, which was uh, funny. Uh, And go check out uh, Honeybeard because they uh, make good music. And Bedroom Eyes says the rants should not be censored. <laughs> You're going to see that's what this turns out. Because you got to understand, when I edit the the regular Beyond Synth episodes, I cut so much out when I'm talking. Also because I want to keep my talking, you know, plays a song, and then maybe I talk for three to four minutes. And then oh, I always end up talking for ten, and then I just end up fucking cutting it all out. And so, <laughs> if you tune into the live show, you'll get a little treat. Because uh, Andy will... I say, like, I'll say my true opinion. I'm still very, like, diplomatic guy. Especially when it comes to the actual synthwave music itself, because I do want to be as supportive as possible for the scene. So when people say things like, oh, what do you think of this artist, or what do you think of that artist, I'm not going to tell you. Alright, because it would go against my, was it my Hippocratic oath? Is to be uh, supportive to the scene as possible, and so if there's artists out there I don't like, I'm never going to say it on mic unless they personally wrong me. Uh, And then I can be quite um, vindictive. So if I met some artist in person and he was like a complete asshole to me and then like said mean things publicly then yeah like i'll i'll say mean things back i guess we can start like a twitter feud (sighs) why am i saying this look you guys have a lovely day thanks for tuning in so 
listen, you guys have a lovely day. Thank you for tuning in to the show and uh, keep listening to Beyond Synth, the best synth wave chat show there is. Oh, someone wants me to use the FX box. Hold on. I'll do one last thing here. <clears throat> Winston Churchill says thank you for tuning in to the Beyond Synth program. We have passed a new edict that everyone shall listen to Beyond Synth for at least three hours a week. If that three hours does cut into your productivity work time, you will be compensated by your local member of parliament. Beyond Synth is brought to you by the lovely Patreon supporters who go to patreon.com slash beyondsynth at the behest of Winston Churchill. You can also go to beyondsynth.com and click on the PayPal button. There are many ways to support this wonderful program and we do sincerely hope that you choose one. But if you cannot support the show, with your hard-earned money, you can always give a like and subscribe. Thank you very much. This is... I think of a joke name. <laughs> What's... <laughs> Fuck me, I can't do it. All right, I can't do it. Look, uh, bye. Thanks for If you enjoy the show, please consider supporting it by going to patreon.com slash beyondsynth, or you can donate directly on beyondsynth.com. Beyond Synth can be found on SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, and iTunes. And remember to like and subscribe to Beyond Synth on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch. Until next time... Next time.